Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Sports Message. I am your host, Jason Cox. It is good to be back with you here uh, on the show. It's been a few weeks since we were able to get together uh, on on this uh, podcast. I appreciate all the uh, loyal listeners we have, and uh, I apologize for uh, not uh, podcasting recently. Uh, honestly, if I'm going to be truthful, it's just been uh, tough to, to... I have to set up all the equipment. Uh, I have to set some a couple hours aside to do everything and uh and that's been tough and so what i've decided to do i brought all my equipment um home and i've set it up in our home study here and uh, i'm gonna leave it set up so all i have to do is sit down and and start podcasting uh still have have some uh show prep to do uh but i'm not too worried about that because most of this stuff i'm passionate about and i love uh, uh paying attention to anyways and so, but I wanted to, to podcast tonight. Um, for those of you that are Tennessee basketball fans, Tennessee fans in general, uh, you probably watched a basketball game that was a pretty high level game. Uh, it was the Southeastern Conference Tournament semifinals, and it was between Tennessee and the Kentucky Wildcats. And so uh, it went our way, and I just thought, man, it is a perfect time uh, to do a podcast. Um, and so let's jump into the show today, and once again, uh, look forward to uh, having you tune in, and uh, we'll try to get this out there on social media. So if you're a, a, one of our, our loyal listeners, you can share it out there or, or pass it on to one of your friends that may enjoy listening to, to sports what we do, if you're if you're new to the show, what we do generally is uh, we talk about sports in southeastern Tennessee, the southeastern United States that people around here care about. Now, I'm a Tennessee graduate, so I'm a Tennessee fan, but we talk SEC sports. Uh, I'm a Braves fan. Uh, I'm a Falcons fan, but we talk, you know, we talk other teams too. Uh, but it's usually going to be those teams uh, specifically, which which most teams in Southeast Tennessee are excited about. We we will hit on uh, topics of high school sports on, on occasion, and um, but. Tennessee sports, SEC sports is kind of our focus. Atlanta Braves baseball is always a huge focus. We'll get to that here um, here in a few minutes, um, and then and then we just kind of go from there. So, um, on to our show. Uh, Tennessee uh, kicked off its uh, Southeastern Conference tournament yesterday by defeating uh, Mississippi State. Uh, 72 to 59 in a performance that we we pretty well led wire to wire uh the bulldogs came in and, and they're a solid team um uh, they're they're always a pretty good basketball program, uh, but we had gone to uh, Starkville just a few weeks ago. I wasn't real sure. I think probably last time I podcasted, I talked about about that game, saying you know that's a tough place to play. We'll see if we can win it. Uh, but we went in there and we actually beat them in Starkville at the Hump, which is a, a tough place to win. And so I felt pretty good about going into that game. We ended up winning seventy two to to fifty nine. Um, let's see, our leading scores for the game, uh, I think it was Josiah James. Yeah, uh, Josiah Jordan James, uh, he absolutely killed it from three-point. He was four for, four for six from three-point land, 16 points. And as you know, J.J., just he's a, he's a stat stuffer. And so when he scores points, that's a bonus, but he's going to get – 
several rebounds. He's going to get some assists. Um, he, he just does a lot of things to help the team win. Um, Brandon Huntley Hatfield is a story that uh, he just continues to come on. He's, he's a freshman starter. Brandon should be a senior in high school right now. And uh, he, he reclassified when Olivier Camois went down. Uh, Hatfield was, was the kid Barnes turned to. And, uh, man, he has just gotten better. He was a five-star kid. Uh, he, he would be, if he stayed in his own class, he would be like the number four rated player in this coming recruiting class. And so he was that good. Um, and uh, he scored 10 points yesterday, uh, had had three rebounds. He, he plays – he doesn't play – he plays starter minutes, but not like, say, jo- uh, Josiah James or Kennedy Chandler or Vescovy. Um, he-, he plays about 20 minutes a game while those other guys, they're playing almost 40 minutes. They're, uh, let's see, in, in Starkville yesterday, or against, uh, against Mississippi State yesterday, Vescovy played 34 minutes. Josiah James played 30. And then Kennedy Chandler had gotten hurt, so he was out for quite a while. He only played 27. Um, but Fulkerson played 29. Uh, Zakai Ziegler played 29. So that's kind of how that went yesterday uh it was a uh, it was, but like i said tennessee pretty well had that in hand from wire to wire uh, today's game was pretty similar uh tennessee came out josiah jordan james hit two three-pointers uh in the first three possessions of the game i believe put us up six to two and we we had to lead the rest of the game uh it got close late uh it, it almost always does especially in those tournament games and um it got close late and in and, and kentucky uh uh, they got to a one-possession game. With a couple minutes to go, they got it down to a three-point Tennessee lead, uh, but never could uh, get it any closer to that. Uh, and so Tennessee wins today 69-62 over our uh, arch rival. And, uh, you know, at this point, I think you, you have to say um, Rick Barnes, um, he he prepares and plays for Kentucky and for um, – uh, John Calipari better than any coach out there. Uh, you know, th- there's some coaches that kind of have, have his number. Uh, you know, we, we beat Auburn just a few weeks back. Bruce Pearl had certainly beaten Barnes quite a few times up until then. But 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 we pretty well taken it to Kentucky more times than not. Um, that's just not something historically Tennessee has ever done. And so that's that's been awesome as a Tennessee fan to watch over the last few years, over the last, I think, eight years that Rick Barnes has been our head coach. Maybe seven, but I think it's eight. And, uh, you know, for us to, to every time we play Kentucky, you know we've got a chance to beat them and, and, and may even uh, probably – beat them uh, is pretty incredible that Kentucky a lot of people have picked them to win the NCAA tournament you know I don't know if they will now but throughout the course of the season a lot of people said this team may win the NCAA tournament uh, I, I don't think they look like an NCAA champion right now um, and I'll be real honest here's a, here's what I love about what Rick Barnes has done he has seen some some cases of our teams over the years that just didn't match up with Kentucky teams now we were still able to beat them from time to time with some of the those teams but I believe he has built this roster to compete uh, in March in the SEC tournament in the NCAA tournament and I think he's just simply done that by saying okay how do we match up best against Kentucky because Kentucky's always they're always long they're always very athletic and when you get to the tournament the NCAA tournament that's what it's all about it's about it's about guard play uh, it's about rebounding and defense and you know, but especially, you know, having some big bodies, some long bodies, 
Well, ten, uh, he's done that. And uh, you look at this roster, you look at, um, we, we talked about Brandon Huntley Hatfield, Euros Plovzic, um, Jonas Adu. There's three guys there that are seven footers. Okay. That kind of, uh, we played the best player in college basketball today in Oscar Sheboy. He, he's going to be the national player of the year. He, he just is. He's that good. Um, and for any Tennessee fan out there that says, oh, I hate that guy, don't hate him. He Apparently he's an unbelievable guy. He just wears the wrong colors. And he's a really good basketball player. Um, but we put three seven-footers on him all day long and just bodied him up. Just, just I mean, when he pushed, we pushed back. Um, and, and he got in foul trouble early. Fulkerson went at him a couple times and got a couple of cheap fouls. Uh, just John being wily. And, in fact, John was the one that picked up the fifth foul on him uh, when, when – um, Sheboy threw an elbow, which he does all the time. I mean, those big guys throw elbows, but they don't always get caught. They usually don't get caught. Um, and, and, and we have put together this roster of these long seven-foot guys um, that, that, that all of a sudden now we have an answer for those Kentuckys of the world that, we've, that, that have given us problems before. The other side of that is there's been a couple teams lately. A couple years ago, you may remember um, that uh, we didn't have anybody that could stop, that could play on-ball defense. Uh, literally, I think after um, Jordan Bone went pro uh, the next year, Lamonte Turner got hurt. Lamonte was a great on-ball defender, but he got hurt. And and literally, if we played a great point guard, we would lose because they would just blow up. They would have 25 or 30 points each night. We would lose. We we couldn't stop them. They would just dribble drive all night long. And, um, you know, if we adjusted and tried to rotate somebody over, they would just dish it off for a, for a slam dunk. So Barnes has created this 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 team with, with guys like – Kennedy Chandler, which is an he, he's an All SEC defender, uh, with Zakai Ziegler, that's just unbelievable in every way. Just a great story, um, fantastic on ball defender, and 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 it just goes, you know, Josiah Jordan James, he's he's a he's a, a five five star defender. Um, we have guys that now can defend, and they can defend the ball, and they can defend the ball screens. Um, and so we've we've Barnes has built this team, and I believe he's going to build the team going forward in that way. Some big, tall guys that may not—I mean, we're not going to get the five-star guys that Kentucky and Kansas or North Carolina are going to get because we're not a blue blood. That's just the way that works. Um, but give us some big old seven-foot, three and a half or four-star guys that can lean on and push on the Oscar Sheboys of the world, uh, and then give us great on-ball d- defenders, uh, and then give us guys that you know that, that can score. And and man, you know, I, it's it's beautiful. It's a thing of beauty. So. So fired up. Tennessee plays at 1 o'clock tomorrow in the SEC Championship. Tennessee hasn't won the SEC Championship tournament since 1979. I was born in 1977, and I'm old, y'all. I'm old. So it's been a long time. Tomorrow is the best shot for us to to have won, to win this tournament in a long, long time. We play Texas A&M, and they're playing great, okay? I'm not taking anything away from them. They've now, they beat Arkansas today. Um, they beat, let's see, who was it? Uh, looking back, they beat Florida on Thursday. Uh, they beat Auburn the, yesterday. So Auburn may be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament, maybe a number two seed. And then they beat the, the four, star, uh, four seed in the SEC tournament, Arkansas, today. They're playing unbelievable basketball. I have a huge, huge, huge amount of respect for Buzz Williams, and I think he's a great coach. And so I'm happy he's made this run. But tomorrow is a 
a great opportunity for us to win the SEC championship. I think we're like a seven-point favorite right now. Um, so the odds makers think Tennessee should and, and will win. I just don't think we're going to have a better shot to win the SEC term. I don't think we've had one like this in a long time. Two years ago, in 2019, I guess that's three years ago now, right? I'm, I'm not doing math tonight. Um, we, we, we beat Kentucky in a similar fashion with Grant and Admiral and turned around the next day and had to play Auburn, and they absolutely waxed us because we, we just left all our – you know, all our, our marbles on the table against Kentucky just didn't have anything for Auburn that day. Um, didn't match up with Auburn. Didn't 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 have the own ball defense. Didn't have the big guys. Um, you know, had Grant, had Admiral, but those guys were neither one of those things. So, uh, as great as they were. So, tomorrow's game um, is going to be great. We also went to Texas A&M within the last month, month and a half. Went down there and beat them. So, that was a huge win. I think I think what I'd said is, hey, if you could go to Mississippi State and Texas A&M and win one of those, you've done something. Well, we won them both. And so, <clears throat> Tennessee goes into the game 25-7. and seven. Texas A&M comes into the game 23-11. and 11. Uh, And so, man, they are, they are playing great basketball. Nothing but love for them. Uh, but Tennessee's got a great opportunity opportunity tomorrow to be the sec tournament champions uh, i think i think at this point i mean going into the sec tournament tennessee was solidly a number three seed in the in the big tournament i think after winning the last couple of days they've really worked themselves into the conversation for a two seed i think if they win tomorrow they're definitely a two seed uh, i think the seven losses will keep them from being a one seed but listen, y'all, when, when I look at the one seeds and the wins Tennessee has and the losses Tennessee has compared to the wins those other teams have and the losses they have, man, I like Tennessee. And I'm not saying I'm going to pick them to be my champion. I'm not. I already know who I'm going to pick. It's not Tennessee. <clears throat> but I, th- this, this team is built to make a deep run in that tournament. So we won't. I'm not going to talk any more about that because we'll get to that next week. Uh but 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 man, I, I I really love this team, and uh, you know if you follow Tennessee basketball, I'm sure you do as well. And so uh, uh, that's Tennessee basketball. Uh, that that is the whole reason I decided to podcast. I set up all the equipment today, and so it kind of worked out well. Tennessee wins, and I hey, let's podcast. Maybe tomorrow if we win the championship, I may hop back on again and do another quick little pod, just a celebration podcast. Uh, may may have a buddy or two call in and and, and, and have a good time with that. But uh, we'll see. Speaking of calling in, on my next scheduled show, I, I've got to get our good friend Nick Long on the show. Uh, Nick's been on with us a couple times. He, he's asked to be on again. We all love Nick. He's fantastic. Uh, uh, the guys, he's one of those guys uh, that, 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 that he... If you can get him talking, um, he's like a sports savant. He, he knows numbers. He knows teams. He can tell you a lot of different things that most of us would have no clue happened, or at least we wouldn't know the numbers. So um, we'll, we'll get Nick back on here. I know he's had a rant scheduled since the uh, Tennessee Bowl loss, so we'll see. Maybe we can get him to rant on that. That, that could be fun as well. So um, moving on in the show, I want to do our, our, our message right now. As you know, uh, uh, we are a... 
Uh, we call ourselves the Sports Message because we talk about sports. But we also, each episode, we take two or three minutes and we share a message, a message of hope, a message of love and of faith. And right now, I just want to read to you John eight twelve says this. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will, you will have the light that leads to life. We're entering into the, the Easter season. We're actually in Lent right now. And uh, we're in the Easter season, um, and and you know I don't know where you're at in your faith. I don't know if you you have spiritual thoughts or you don't really think about spiritual matters. And either one of those, man, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you're tuning in uh, because I love I love people that follow Jesus, and I love people that that don't really think about Christ and about God. And if that even happens, I love people that don't believe in any of, of that. Um, you know, I enjoy talking with people of all different walks of life. But I would encourage you in this that, that Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And I would I would say you to you this. In my life I've found that to be true. Jesus is the light of my life. He is the light of the world. And I am blessed um, to know him as my personal Lord and Savior. I'm blessed to have forgiveness um, that passes all understanding. I just I, I hope that I I can't I, I can I can try to explain, but I can't explain properly. Um and I'm just so blessed to know Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. And as we get closer and closer to Easter, I'll talk more and more about Christ and what He did for us on the cross. Uh, but He truly is the light of the world. we got a lot of crazy things going on right now. We have for several years, but the most recent thing, of course, is Russia invading uh, the Ukraine, and, and you're seeing stories about that. And, uh, you know, the world's just messed up, y'all. It's messed up. But I'm glad that we have a light. Uh, Jesus is the light of the world. And, and I'm glad we have a light because I'm not sure we would any uh, if, if 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 Jesus never existed. I'm not sure we would have any kind of light whatsoever. It would just be uh, COVID. It would be uh, flu. It would be war. It would be uh, the economy's in the tank. And I'm 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 paying three times the amount for groceries right now, and I'm paying four dollars a gallon for gas right now, and that's in Southeast in Tennessee. So. Um, you know, woe is me, but, but Jesus is the light of the world. And I, I don't, I worry about those other things, but I don't really have to worry about those other things because Jesus, he's got me. Jesus has got you. He's got the whole world in his hands. And if you will allow him to have you in his hand, he will be your light as well. That's my message to you today. Let me pray for you real quick. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. I thank you for the people that have tuned in to this show, and I pray that your will would be done in their life. I pray a blessing over them, Lord, for anybody that doesn't know you as their personal Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that today would be the day of salvation. Lord, that they would cry out to you and ask you to forgive you, forgive them of their sins um, and, and for you to be the, the Lord of their life. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. Let me, let me hit real quick on... Uh, Tennessee baseball. Uh, Tennessee baseball is off to a scorching start right now. I believe they've lost one game, and that was to the number one team in the country in Texas. Just didn't have it that day. Uh, but this this Tennessee baseball team, if you're not paying any attention, uh, they're they're built to make a run. Also, they've got a kid named uh, Ben Joyce. Uh, I believe he was from Farragut. He he's throwing the ball 102 and 103 miles an hour. It's crazy. I mean, like you, you know, you hear these guys in the pros that are hitting 100 and maybe getting 101 and doing it a few times. Uh, this kid does it. That's his fastball. 
Um, so we'll see how long he can do it before he has arm problems. Just crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, we're hitting home runs at a record pace. Um, I, I hope to get up there. Of course, my kids are all in ball like crazy, so it's kind of hard to sneak away for a night. But I'd love to take them up there to watch Tennessee play. I think it would be a fun, fun setting. Maybe once we hit SEC play and get some good teams in here and, and, and could really have a, an exciting atmosphere, I might try to do that. But if it's not on your radar at all, Tennessee baseball is fantastic. And um, should be a good, fun season. Let's turn our attention as we kind of kind of hit the uh, last segment of the show here. Let's turn our attention on Major League Baseball and the Atlanta Braves. Well, of course, Major League Baseball, and it's one of the reasons I haven't podcasted because there's just been nothing going on with baseball because they were in a, a, a lockout. The owners had locked out the players. Uh, if you don't know what that's all about, the collective bargaining agreement has to be agreed upon every five years. And uh, most times that comes up they just kind of sign what they had signed before and they just keep on going well the players felt like that it was time for the owners to to give them more and you say oh it's it's you know millionaires versus the billionaires i don't want to hear it well there's a lot more money flowing through the through professional sports now than what there was probably the last time they really truly negotiated so it was time to renegotiate and so it, it's been painful it's been ugly uh, if you paid much attention to it at all it's it's been awful but the good news is they've got it worked out they're back there's going to be a 162 game schedule although it's going to be uh they're going to have to play some double headers along the way to, to get all the games in but the plan is to, to get that done the the big news for us as braves fans world champion braves fans i might remind you of is this Freddie Freeman is still a free agent. I I expect sometime in the next day or two, we thought maybe today, it didn't happen today, so maybe tomorrow, the news will come out of where Freddie Freeman's going to sign. From what I can gather, it is simply an issue of where does he want to finish his playing days. Everybody's willing to pay him a lot of money. Uh, He can go out to L.A. where he's from, He's from California. He can go play in L.A. They would love to have him. They're they're throwing big money at him. Uh, he he in the winter. That's where he lives. He grew up in Southern California. He's got a home in Atlanta, so he loves Atlanta. He's he's a lifetime brave. If Freddie signs with Atlanta, if he finishes his career out with Atlanta, he, his number will be retired. He'll be considered one of the top five Braves of all time, more than likely, if his career path continues as it has been, uh, especially now that he's got a World Series under his belt. Um, fantastic leader. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk of, well, you know, is he wanting six years? Because, well, he's thirty, about to be 33. That takes him to 39. You're probably not going to get much out of a 38, 39-year-old player. So, you know, you may have $60 million dollars tied up in a player there that can't help you well the the dh is now in the in the nl permanently per this latest agreement um so i think that helps a little bit where later in his uh his career he could just be a dh instead of first baseman um you know so the question comes down to where does he want to finish his career does he want to finish his career as an atlanta brave and 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 be a brave hall of famer or does he want to finish it somewhere else that the yankees are involved large amounts of money um i'm sure i'm sure some of those other big market teams uh, anaheim throws big money at people uh you know boston 
you know, who knows? Who knows? The Mets. I'm sure the Mets are involved. They're involved with everybody. Um, but they're still the Mets. So what will happen? Who knows? Nobody knows. Uh, I really, really, really want him to finish his career as an Atlanta Brave. I just love Freddie. I love his approach to the game. I love how he represents our organization. Um, I and he's such a great example to the those young kids like Acuna and Albies and 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 those guys. I just think I wonder if he doesn't come back to be a Brave. I think they'll make some moves and we'll get a big name guy to play first base or or or, or we'll move Austin Riley to first base and we'll get Trevor Story or somebody awesome to play third base. But I just wonder if this organization might become rudderless you know just they just won't have anybody as the driving force to point everybody in the right direction i really worry about that um so you know, we're all holding our breath that's the big thing we're all looking at right now as atlanta braves fans uh that's where we're at what will freddie freeman do um in in the future nobody knows nobody knows so, with that, um, I, there's not a lot of local sports. Uh, winter sports have wrapped up around here. Uh, baseball, softball, uh, the spring sports are getting kicked off. I'm not sure that anybody has started their season yet, but that is, I mean, maybe next week everything starts. And so, uh, you know, that is about to, to get kicked off. They've certainly been after it and practicing and all those things. So, uh, we'll, we'll keep our eyes on those. For those of you tuning in from out of town, uh, you know, kind of wondering how your beloved Bradley Bears are doing. I'll try to keep you posted on that as, as the spring season goes. Uh, Walker Valley, Cleveland as well. Um, also, let me mention one more thing. Uh, recruiting, uh, football recruiting. Tennessee has hosted a five-star quarterback out of California. His name is Nico. Uh, I better not try his last name. It's like Lama, Lama Yevo or something like that. I totally butchered that. Uh, sounds like the in name and image likeness, NIL stuff, is about to come in uh, with this guy uh, big time. We'll know more soon, but it sounds something to the effect that the Tennessee people handling all that may have a package for Nico put together. Hold hold on to your hat here for eight million dollars. We'll we'll know more soon. That's what it sounds like. They you know, there's lots of people out there saying, you know, hey, everybody wants Arch Manning. This guy's better. So I don't know if that's true. Um, you know, we'll see, but but you know, for Josh Heupel to be able to get a five-star quarterback in his system, holy cow. Holy cow. You know, what he's done with Hendon Hooker has been amazing. You know, so another one of those wait-and-see things we'll, we'll know real soon. Uh, but the, I'm going to end the show on that. Uh, it's kind of a high note. Five-star quarterback possibly coming to UT. Um, in fact, uh, VolQuest says uh, we are the front runners. And, and if you don't know VolQuest language, anytime they say we are the front runners, we are out ahead, anything like that, that means they believe we're going to get the guy. So um, – that's where we're at with that. So I'll end the show with that. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, I look forward to making this a little bit more consistent. I think I can do that now that I'm set up here at home. I can shoot down here uh, during the evenings and do this. So uh, you guys be blessed. You stay well. Uh, thanks for tuning in so much. We'll see you next week on the Sports Message.